Good afternoon, listeners, and welcome to Unfiltered, the podcast show where we call it as we see it. I'm your host, Nikisha Prince-Haynes, and today my guest will be Ron Daviler. But before we get into the interview, let me tell you a little about Ron. Ron is a BSc Mass Communication graduate of the University of Guyana and a well-known presenter on 104.1 Light FM in Guyana. He was also a semi-finalist of the U.S. President's Young Leaders of the Americas program, the YLE, for his work in science and technology, journalism in the Caribbean and Latin America. He was born in Georgetown, Guyana. Ron brings a whole lot of energy to daytime radio in his home country while he keeps his listeners engaged, entertained, and informed about the world around them. Good afternoon, Ron, and welcome to Unfiltered. How are you today? Hi, good afternoon. I'm doing well. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's great to be on your program, and thank you so much for having me and to share with your listening audience. Nice, and it's great to have you as well. Now let's get straight into your interview. How awesome. did you get started in your career? Well, my career is multifaceted in, in, in that I um, work in media and I also work in IT as well. So I work in two, two fields, as you, as, you can heard from the, um, as you heard from the bio. I actually work a lot in science and technology. And so I basically got started out. I started working at, um, here in Guyana State Media, the National Communications Network. I started working there in 2010, and it was, you could say, one of my first major jobs. And I started out as a basic reporter, you know, um, going in, out, uh, reporting on current affairs stories in the country. And then I realized, you know, that probably was not a job for me. And I was more of a tech-savvy kind of person. And so, like, within one week of real of starting the job, I decided that, hey, that's not a job for me. And so I um, basically you know quit the job but the hr the hr at that time at a company said no man um ron you can't decide in just one week you're gonna quit a job and and things like that you should continue working some more and see how you're gonna fit into it or how you're gonna you know how you're gonna like it basically and so i um took her advice and i went back to the job but uh, after like about two or three months I realized that hey this definitely is not the job for me and um you know well basically reporting going to parliament going on the street and um my bosses at that time realized that I was very tech savvy and so within three months of working there they moved me to the um to the they started a new department called the new media department and that was in 2010 on the verge of social media becoming, you know, an important tool for journalism and also um, online journalism and dissemination of content via email lists and stuff like that. They were starting up that new department and they felt that I would have been the best fit to lead that area. Nice. nice. So how did it feel or felt leading that area? Well, you know, starting out at well going head on into a new department it was it was a little bit difficult in the beginning to tell you honest truth because while we were creating something new it was also a stiff learning curve because for online journalism you basically you're basically using all the elements of of regular journalism and putting everything together 
So I had to learn how to video edit. I had to learn how to script edit stories. I had to learn how to do website development. I had to learn how to format articles in HTML, right? And then because the department that I was in, in the um, state media's newsroom, we were highly tech savvy people. We were also tasked at times to perform IT duties within the newsroom of itself. So while juggling this entire department, um, at times they would call us like if somebody um, keyboard is not working or somebody's mouse is not working or if the internet goes down inside the department, they would call on us to, um, to take a look at it. And so it, it ended up being a really, really hectic and tough job because it was not, because it was a evolving field for the company, it was not set in stone the actual duties that we were supposed to be um, doing. And so you became like a jack of all trades in the newsroom. <laughs> and adding to that, because I also had the experience of working as a journalist in that department, from time to time, they would call on me to go out and do reporting as well. So... You know, here I am, this young, um, I don't know, I was probably like around 18, 19. Oh, wow. Running this department, right? Juggling all these tasks and um, and still have to perform duties of like three, three or four persons. So it was, it was tough in the beginning. And at that time, I said to myself, man, what I really got myself into. But it wasn't later on in my career that I realized that you know it really the, those first couple of years working in that department and and basically pioneering the new media department for state media it helped me a lot in my career later on um down in in in, in the field nice sounds like a lot of fun for me <laughs> <laughs> so, it was uh, it was fun but um yeah it was fun and also i i was working there while in that department I worked through two elections and elections is a very yeah. hectic time for any any media organization and yeah that was like I, w- I don't want to use the word low of lows but man that took a <laughs> huge toll on me I was like I never with this no more but you know I fought through and I, lo- I gained a lot of experience and I learned a lot of that job that I'm super grateful for even today hmm. I can imagine and I can I can relate to the election thing because like today at work so one of my assigned task was to clean up the photo slates and get everything ordered so we could be in preparation for the election and okay. I'm like okay that sounds okay and, and then my friend was like you think it's okay it's over 9,000 person alone in this constituency and I'm like oh really not you're about to get me green up yeah. <laughs> so picture us having to call nine thousand persons. That is like so. Yeah, that's a monumental task. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So Ron, what's one thing you yeah. wish you had known before you began your career? Huh, that's an interesting question. One thing I wish I, I wish I, I had known the type of dedica- dedication you need to work in the media because. I remember distinctly in my um in my job interview when I was working at State Media here in Miano, the um editor in chief of the newsroom, he was like, "And you know this is journalism, you got to be on the call at all 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 time." And when he said that to me, you know, it's like something that completely went over my head. But it's literally, I had to be on the call at all time. 
And what made things even more like e even more difficult for me was that I lived about three minutes away from the actual companies. So oh no! When anything happened, <laughs> when anything happened, right into the ants' nest. I know, right? I know. When anything happened, I would be the first person they would call, regardless, yeah. because my department had two other people, right? But I was the one that was like, you could say around the corner. And so my phone would be ringing at 4 a.m. in the morning. Mm. It'd be ringing at 9 a.m. in the morning. It'd be ringing at 2 p.m. in the afternoon. It'd be ringing even while I'm at the work. I'm on the job. My phone is ringing. <laughs> and oh, so, yeah, wow. I didn't realize how demanding, how demanding that career would have been. But, you know, I've I, I grown so much. And I'm now a little bit more settled and a little bit more, you know, um, in my in my zone in terms of doing what I want to do. Nice. So how did you make it amidst all of the challenges you experienced? Well, I was young at the time. And um, like I said, I was looking at it as a learning experience. And something that also motivated me a lot was the fact that in, in that kind of career field, right, there's a lot of trust. You need to have a lot of trust and you need to have a lot of trust in the person that you are putting because I was given a lot of responsibility at a very young age mm. and so I felt you know wow I mean these people really believe in my skills and my abilities to do this job and that was a huge motivational factor for me in terms of you know getting up going to work every day and um, we also work shifts so sometimes i would have to work from 6 a.m in the morning sometimes i would work from 2 p.m in the afternoons and then sometimes i would be there up until 12 to 1 a.m oh, and wow. yeah and just being so young and working in, in this department it was you know it, it's something that definitely motivated me a lot to continue pushing and continue doing the job and also striving for the best as well because we were pioneering a new department here at the company and we were doing something at the time that nobody else in the country was doing as yet. And that in itself, you know, really encouraged me to keep striving and keep trying to um, do the best that I could at that job. Nice, nice. Thank you. What is your most exciting or memorable accomplishment to date? Well, most excited or memorable? <laughs> hmm, that would be a lot. Let me put a little bit of thought into that one most exciting or memorable accomplishment to date okay i would say um uh high school in high school i um well let me tell you <laughs> i was not <laughs> great up in high school i was people always tell me hey you're an intelligent kid or whatever but um you know i would not be the type of person to really stick to my books to really like read a lot and study hard like I would always do just enough to pass but never really like put in my all into it because yes, I don't know for some... yeah well you could well <laughs> you could say that I never really put... I be just... <laughs> right I was just doing what I need to do to move to to, to to graduate to move from one class to the next and stuff like that right and so I um when I was writing CXC though I really, really started, um, really started focusing on my books, studying hard, um, you know, going to class often, because that was another thing as well, because <laughs> although you're right, going to class often, and so when um, I went to a uh, private school here in Yano, and so our schedule was a little bit different 
than regular. We would normally have to go to school from 8 a.m. to 4. And also we would have um, classes based on schedule. So if I don't have a class schedule for that day, then I won't have to go to school for that time. Whereas in like regular public school, you go from nine and then you come home from three. Mm-hmm. And so I used to use, so the, the fact that we were on this timetable, I used to use that as an excuse to not go to a lot of my classes. Like, and you know, my parents would ask me, um, you don't have class today? I would be like, nah, which one mm-hmm. I need you that? And so, yeah, but then one day I walked into an impromptu meeting with my mom there and the whole load on about everything that I and I and my friends would do came to light. And from that moment, it started really, I started really paying attention to my books. And it, it, it turns out that I end up graduating as a valedictorian. Wow. Uh, congrats. That year. Yeah. And uh, it's something that has really motivated me as well to keep doing my best in 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 my career field and in anything that I do because you never know how how much you could achieve when you really set your mind to stuff. Love it. How do you balance your work life and your personal life? Wow, that's a good question. <laughs> that's a good question because I work in media. Well, you know, I tend to um what I try to do, right? Well, currently I do two jobs. So I work at um, the radio station here where I do a daytime radio show. And I'm also working as a journalist slash editor for Media House and BVI. So what I try to do is I try to stop working at a certain time because of because of the area that we're in now where you can basically work and um, at any time you could pick up a laptop at any time you could write a story at any time you could publish a story at any time and w- which is what the job demands like you really have to say to yourself you really got to set a limit on your own you got to say well hey XYZ time I'm not going to be doing any work so usually after my radio show I would write or edit or do all I have to do before I head home so that when I do head home I don't have, I don't take home any work and that, that mm. is something that it's like yeah that's something that is huge for me not taking home work because when you take home work you tend to procrastinate a lot because you're at home you have all the time that all the time in the world that's what you think but it's like you know you're not separating your your life work should be done at work and then when you go home you should find time for your family you should find time to relax unwind listen to some music watch some television shows so that's very important to not take homework and even if you work remotely like i do in some cases you have to set a specific time on when you should be working and when you should not because if you don't it's going to be as though you're working all the time and you, you don't want to have that uh, that that type of stress or that level of stress hovering over you you know it's interesting that you said that because it's only recently someone said to me nikisha work should be done at work at home yep you should not be doing work unless it's absolutely necessary that you do it in a case whereby like okay you're on a lockdown and you know it's expected of you to work from home right apart from that work should be left in the office and it should be done in the office if four thirty comes and you do not finish anything then there's always tomorrow Right, do not right. ever get in the habit of taking work at home because when once you start, there's no stopping. Oh my gosh, I could tell you that. And the thing is, so a lot of us might be working remotely now, and we might, you know, you really got to set yourself up. You got to say, well, hey, if you're going to start working from 8 a.m., work from 8 a.m., and then at 12, you take your, your regular break, you come back at 1, 
you work that afternoon and then you take a regular break at four. And in addition to that, because, you know, we have this pandemic around us, a lot of times bosses might be thinking it's okay. Um, hey, we're going to have a meeting at 9 p.m. tonight. We're going to have a meeting at 8 p.m. tonight. But you really have to start drawing the line. Definitely. Because if you don't, you know, you're going to find yourself sitting down in Zoom meetings at 12 a.m. in the morning. And whose fault that's going to be? It's going to be yours. So you really sure. have to take this separation of work and and uh, and your regular life, your personal life. You got to draw a clear line between them. And you got to stick to that line when you draw it. Definitely. Because, you know, it only takes one time for you to say yes. And then when you say that, yes, it's like as though you're digging your own grave because then (laughs) the boss is going to say, but you did it this time. So how comes you can't do it now? Because then over a period of time, it's going to become overwhelming to you. It's like, okay, every night you have to sacrifice your 9 p.m. show or you want to listen to some music or something so to unwind. And then there it is like, oh, shucks, I have a Zoom meeting or whatever. So, you know, like you said, if you draw the line and you hold your position and you stand your ground from the start, then it's never going to happen, right? But a lot of times I tell persons we allow things to happen to us because we encourage it. So as long as we encourage it, it's going to happen. And nobody's going to take you for granted if you do not take yourself serious. Then why can I take you seriously? Definitely, definitely. When 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 I see certain people calling my phone, and I know it's work related, <laughs> it, it takes a while for me to reply, especially when it's outside of that line that I draw. When it comes to work and 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 personal life, but of course there's emergency situations. So yeah, unless they indicate that emerge is an absolute emergency, I want to hear from you when i on my personal time you know yeah 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 <laughs> really gotta stick to you really gotta stick to your, your guns as as the term would say yes you see so that's why some persons you see they have a personal phone and they have a business phone my oh. personal phone is my personal phone my business phone after business hours it's turned off wow <laughs> right? that's a good idea that, i could probably yeah some that. persons do that yeah at, after a certain time you can't get them they turn their phone off you gotta wait till tomorrow whatever emergency you have I'm sorry for you. That gotta wait till tomorrow. Business hours. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, Ron, who or what would you say motivates you? Wow. Well, I think I, um, you know, I'm always motivated by by the fact that we are living in a world that is so continuously evolving, and you know, there's no place for you to stay stagnant. Or, or be complacent in terms of your feel or in, in, in any way in life. You got to keep moving with the times because if you don't, you're going to leave, you're going to be left behind. And uh, I saw a meme online recently and it's, it's and I, I really look at this meme. I was like, wow, this is interesting. It said within a 10 year period, right? A cameraman and a helicopter operator, they were completely replaced by drones by you know those um aerial mm-hmm. um vehicles yeah. right and it goes to show it goes to show how in a snap of a finger your job can be made mundane and your career made absolute um obsolete yeah if you don't keep upgrading yourself and you don't keep up with the times and, and and try to move keep keep moving keep moving forward all the time so that is definitely a motivator for me it's true yeah like I yeah. tell my clients, every day the tricks of the market gets smarter. 
and mm-hmm. it's different and if you don't keep up with the Joneses then you're going to be left yep. behind there's always something robots serving at bars now robots doing everything yeah yeah and l- let me tell you this first wrong Akisha I was actually I was actually going to be an accountant because that's what I studied right I studied a I studied accounting. I was really good at accounting, right? And so I said to myself, man, and I started realizing, um, and this is nothing, accounting is a field that would always be there that always be for accountants, right? And here in Guyana, accounting is huge in Guyana. You got a lot of people studying accounting at CFC, then they move on to ACTA, and then they move on to, you know, different areas. Yeah. And I said to myself, this is a very complex field. This is a very complex field. And, um, you know, and there's software that's coming out. Peach Tree, there's Microsoft Excel. You could run certain scripts and, and, and get your books balanced. And, you know, everything is yeah. going to be so automated. I just said to myself, maybe this is not the best career for me at all. Because I don't want to be in a job the next couple of years. Next couple of years, you know, I work in and, and um, this, the form implements some software. And, you know, I lose a job and I have a skill that it's so hard that it would be so hard to get a job because so many other people are skilled in accounting and that's how I end up switching I end up um, switching up and starting working with computers mostly and that's how come I end up as a digital journalist and I also I'm also on the radio now which happened completely coincidentally I ended up on the radio that wasn't even planned <laughs> yeah I love the content too I wanted to be an accountant so I started studying accounting I love Petri accounting but like you, I switched. I realized yeah. that, you know, this is not my area. It, well, look yes, at that. as much as I love it, uh, it's not, it's not, I don't have that drive for it. I don't feel, you know, that push like how I do right now for what I am doing. So, you know, they yeah. say you're doing something, you have to love what you do and if you don't love what you do and you don't feel passionate about it then you will not give up your best yep. so yes I love accounting but I was not passionate about accounting so yeah. I switched yeah I like it to what I said uh-uh, with all these softwares coming out and these kind of things that's going to put me out of a job and I don't want to be in that position so I um, you know I switched it up and I have absolutely no regrets same here <laughs> yeah what advice would you give to someone wanting to pursue a career similar to yours? Well, I would say to them, you have to start learning. Start doing your research. Because don't wait until you actually get into the job to start learning the tools and the workflow of, of somebody like me. For example, you know, like I said, um, working online as a digital journalist, it it's it really you need a whole host of skills you need to be able to edit photographs you need to be able to take photographs you need to be able to copyright you need to be able to proofwrite proofread sorry you need to be able to write properly you need to understand how websites work and these kind of stuff and that is not any well it might sound as though it's, it's hard but all the resources for these type of jobs they are available online and you just have to do a little bit of research you can go to websites like the BBC. You can go to websites like the Associated Press, and um, and and see what are some of the tools that that people in this field are using. And regardless of how technology evolves, you, there's always going to be the need to inform people about what's happening in the world around them. 
And so digital journalism, it will continue evolving and it will continue moving with the times as long as there's a need for people to know what's happening um, uh, in the world. So how can our listeners connect with you online, Ron? Okay, well, I am very active on social media. You can see a little bit troublesome on social media because I'm very vocal. <laughs> I'm very vocal online <laughs> about um, certain topics and certain issues and, and things like that. You can find me on Facebook. You can search for Ron Davilar. Or you can also find me on Twitter as well. Same thing, Ron Davilar. I'm on Instagram. But uh, yeah, Facebook is the ultimate platform to get me on because that's where I'm more engaging but I'm everywhere just search for my name on any social media platform you can find me but I love Twitter I love Facebook Instagram not so much but I'm there as well and it's just a matter of following me send me a message and I'll be able to reply and connect with you Thank you very much ron it was indeed a pleasure having you on my show today i wish you nothing but success in all of your future endeavors there you have it listeners don't forget to follow ron for more updates about his career and don't forget to join us next wednesday at 12 p.m for another episode of unfiltered be true to who you are always and stay motivated <laughs>